Hello and welcome everyone to the Wild Runs podcast. Uh, obviously, Colin and Dan on as per normal. How's, how's things going, mate? Hi, buddy. Yes, it's going all right, actually. Can't complain. Nice little trail trail running workshop this morning, just to try and boost the running for the upcoming season. Cool. So, giving you tips to sort your glass ankles out? Yeah, mate. Just, you know, balance on one leg whilst brushing your teeth every morning. That's, that's a tip he gave me, and then... Start closing your eyes and doing it, you're even better. Fair enough, fair enough. So, but you know what I'm like, I'd probably try that for a few days and be like, nah, that's right. Yeah, I don't so, need it. I'll go so, back to standing on the pillow and yeah, getting the ankles rocking that way. I feel like you're grounded, you'll do, you'll do, you'll do it when you have to. <laughs> when I'm told by my coach to put it on social media, yeah, <laughs> then I'll go out barefooted outside again. That's it. <laughs> I hope you get a frost next time he does it. Yeah, I've kind of like refused to do it in this, this weather. My feet are firmly a nice pair of woolly socks. Don't blame me, mate. I don't blame you. Yeah, I see you had a nice session down at the obstacle gym today. Yeah, yeah, that's it, mate. Like you, getting ready for the season, so getting some practice on the obstacles. Um, yeah, just wanted to have a mess about, really. You know, yeah. so yeah, just took it easy. Legs, legs are absolutely in bits. Like, so I decided to try and break them yesterday and succeeded. So, I mean, yeah. was it two hours up and down hills? Yeah, two-hour heel repeats and then a leg session um, yesterday evening. So, yeah, everything everything hurts. Yeah. But that's what I wanted. I wanted that. So, you know, that's to me, that's ultra training. You know, it's going to feel like that on race day. So, might as well uh, get it in and training. Yeah, get them legs tired, mate, and keep going. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm still on my run streak as well. So, red January. So, I've run every day so far this year. Um, I'm actually thinking about continuing it through February just to see how it, how it feels because I actually quite like it. So, it's easy and yeah. I've got a treadmill so I can do easy stuff. I say you don't even have to leave the house now you've got your garage gym kitted out. Yeah, I, I know, mate. I know. New flooring will be arriving next weekend. So that's finally finishing touch. I can finish it. Thank God. Uh, but we have a guest today. Um, so Alan Moore from UK OCR, Farmyard Jam, um, Overload, uh, The Muddy Duck. Have I missed anything <laughs> out there, Alan? <laughs> I feel like you're a prize fighter, and I was going for you know, or someone from Game of Thrones, or that you know, you know, mother of weighing in at 265 pounds. <laughs> yeah, this is it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thanks for having me on, guys. Um, a pleasure to be back. No, pleasure. But, you know, thank you for coming back on. Um, so, how how are you keeping? Uh, good, good. I was interested in doing Red January and that. Um, because I'm not. <laughs> um, I did it last year, though, 2022. I did it last year. And here's a target for you. I got to 71 days. Okay, cool. So um, so I went from January. I just kept on running um, 71 days. Uh, I, I probably would have gone longer, but I went on holiday. Um, and I missed a day. And then I just like, the de- the motivation just went. Then it's like, God, I missed a day now. That's the that's yeah. end of story. How are you finding that? Are you running at morning or at night time? Uh, morning. I'm a morning person. Um, do you know what? It, I ran six days a week anyway, so right. an extra day doesn't really. And I, and I still trained on that day when I didn't run. It was just like a non-impact day. So uh, yeah, I, I enjoy it. I like I like getting out running. You know, I sort of like my my headspace sort of time. And also the job I've got, I'm very, it's very stationary with it, in a car or sat in meetings. So it's the only time I get to actually move during the day. So yeah, I, I quite enjoy it. Um, so there's a couple of people I follow on Instagram that are doing run streaks. You know, one of them is at like 1,300 days or something like that. So you know, there's loads of people that do it, and I do. Th- I, I do think there are benefits to it. It's just don't, don't go crazy. Don't try and do stupid long runs or you know fast runs every day. So it'll just pick you, you know, pick your battles. There's a there's a guy in Barnsley. Um, I don't know his surname. I don't, I don't I don't know his surname, but his first name's Gareth. I can't mm. think of his surname at the moment. Um, but he's known on social media as the man in the green vest. And he has run every day for about eight years, um, nice. a minimum of like 5K. And you see him running, he used to always run in a green vest. Years ago, that was where he was. But not only does he run, but he's a fast runner. You know, he's a he's a 16 and a half minute 5K runner. You know, he's like, he gets out and I, I'd love to be able to run that pace. I could just run, I could run that any day, couldn't you? If you could do that pace... 16, yeah. 17 minutes, 5K. You'd run, you would run 5K every day without fail. Oh, um, easy. Yeah. 
So it makes it look easy. Us will plod along and, you know, it takes us half an hour plus sometimes. Um, it's a little bit longer. It's going to time it right and get yeah. your um, get the get the kids off to school if you've got kids. If not, get the wife <coughs> sorted and and get ready again. When you come back, you've got to get showered and changed. I mean, it's a, it's well over an hour's job. Yeah, that's that's why I'm very much sort of like you know I'm up at five most mornings, I'm out the door by five thirty, back by six thirty, and then it's you know, start getting the kids ready for school, have breakfast, get myself ready for work. So yeah, I just prefer that. I'm not. I mean, I won't repeat what me and you were messaging each other about the other day, Dan. I, I could see you smirking, thinking about that. But um, yeah, I, I could like Dan will run in the afternoon, whereas yeah, I can't do that. I'm a morning, I'm a morning person. No, how many miles a week are you doing? Um, pretty around forty to forty-five, something like that. Oh, that's good. Um, drop down a little bit middle of the month because obviously I, I did a an ultra um second week in in january so i did, I did 50k then just took a literally just stayed on the treadmill to be honest with you for most of the week after and just had it on inclines to try and just reduce the impact because i think that's quite an important thing but no now i'm back into normal training so it's you know a minimum of a two hour long run at the weekend plus you know sprint sessions compromise run stuff all all the sort of fun stuff that we do you know get weird looks from your neighbors <laughs> But my buddies that I'm doing, um, but I'll tell you, listen, first, I'm doing an 100 miler coming up in, you know, about five months' time, I think. So I'm training for that. But the two guys I'm running with, we're, we're all on completely different running plans. So my running plan is 10 miles minimums, um, three times a week at minute for the last three weeks. Um, and then it steps up to four times a week, 10 mile minimums, um, five miles a week. Five times a week, 10 mile minimums and that before I hit the 60. And then I dropped down to doing longer runs. So then it'd be 20 mile minimums twice a week um, for a while and then three. But um, Rob who's running, he's doing a completely different plan and it involves different runs every day. So like on a Monday, for instance, I think last week, Monday did a speed session. So he had to run 5K as fast as he possibly could. And then Tuesdays, it was a 10 mile run at like, you know, it had to be at 12 minute pace a slow one and then a five mile run um where the first mile was fast the second mile and it's and he's took this whole plan so serious that um he's taken the joy out of it for me i couldn't do it i just See, i'm not I, like that i would prefer that your friend's plan all the different, would you? Sort of, yeah i would prefer all the different stimulus yeah that's that's what i like so you know in average week i'll do easy runs speed runs hill sessions maybe a couple of hill sessions compromise runs um just cut pure uphill on a treadmill so i'll do all sorts of different different things so yeah i like different different stimulus see i i just i just enjoy the run i, I love the scenery and where i'm running oh, i've got to tell you about i was running recently this is the best story ever i haven't even told this on my podcast yet you are right. gonna love this <laughs> So I, I run in the morning. I always run it at, at, at night, you know, in the dark, with a torch on. And there's a an old railway line near me that's been turned into where walkers can go. And they've actually just put all this fiberglass turf down. And um, they have got, um, it's, it's like really cushioned. So you can run on it in trail shoes. It's really cushioned. Anyway, I'm down there the other night and I'm listening to podcasts. You know, I love listening to podcasts. And I found one called with serial killers on. And when the, the the people on it, they talk they talk like this, and they are chasing down the killers, and it's very much like, and you get immersed into this this podcast, and uh, it's absolutely brilliant. So I'm I'm about half an half an hour into my run, and I'm I'm completely immersed in this podcast, and I've got um, I have aftershocks on, so I can hear every noise that's going off around me as well. You know, you have the mm -hmm. bone conducting headphones. Yeah. And I'm running down this track, and all of a sudden, in this podcast, it goes, and David and Charles just disappeared into the woods. And, the, and, and then it paused, and it paused for about 10 seconds, and then what came on next was dogs barking. And it was just literally really loud in my ear. I jumped off my feet. I was dashing into the trees, thinking there were dogs at the side of me just constantly barking. And he goes, and they were chased down by the dogs. <laughs> Lesson there, be careful what podcast you listen to. When you're yeah, running I, was gonna, at night. I was gonna say a serial killer podcast in the dark wouldn't be uh, top of my list of things to, uh, to listen to. I'll stick to the UK OCR when it's uh, when it's dark. I know I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna get scared or anything by that. So, <laughs> so um, 
Farmyard Jam, how is it? Uh, how is it all coming along? It's coming along really good. So we've got we've got sign ups. We're about where we wanted to be. Um, we've we've had a couple of people turn around and say they're not keen on the Friday starts because, um, as you know, it starts on Friday the nineteenth, forty-eight <laughs> hours of May. That is, isn't it? Nineteenth of May. Yeah. Sorry, nineteenth yeah. of May. Yeah. Um, and it goes on for forty-eight hours. Um, shall I tell your listeners what it's about? Some might not even know what it's about. The farmyard jam. That'd be a good start, wouldn't it? So the farmyard jam was devised. A little bit out of the backyard ultras where you have to run a certain distance in an hour. Um, and me and my my partner in Overload, um, Jamie, decided we wanted to do it, but a bit different. Um, but we want to make it so that everyone could do it. So some people they're all right with the 4.2 miles in the backyard, you know, in the backyard ultras that they do, but it's difficult when you get to 12 hours onwards. That that's when it becomes a lot more difficult. So we come up with an idea: why about running 5k and then chucking 10 little obstacles in? For people who want to do obstacle course racing, and you can have a shortcut. If people want to run, we'll let them run the 4.2 miles, but we'll give them a shortcut where they can do 5k, three miles, and then do a little little obstacle course. So we did it last year as a test event, uh, and it went really, really well. So we've we've brought it back this year. Um, very similar format. We've made a few changes, um, as in we want it to be 48 hours. So we're inviting teams of four to run it as a relay. Um pairs to run it as relay or you can go solo the price is exactly the same per person so currently it's 40 pound per person so if it's a team of four it's 160 if it's a team of two it's 80 if you're running solo it's 40 it's just straight out out price um and you get to run you get to the obstacle course we you get a medal you get we're actually going with a unique medal this year we're going with ceramic medals so these are a whole new very eco-friendly um, it's all recycled stuff. So, yeah, ceramic medals, beautiful, colourful um, pieces of work that actually also turn into coasters. So the size of a coaster, which I think is a million. Like, we've all got medals that, you know, you put onto a rack sometimes and you forget all about them. Well, this can just sit on your table all the time and it's there, you know. Every time you pick your cup of tea up or your pint, it's going to be there. So, so yeah. So, anyway, it starts on Friday 19th of May, 48 hours of running. But we've had people turn around and say, it's Friday. We can't get time off work, things like that. So this is breaking news for you guys only. We're doing a 24-hour version of it starting on the Saturday. So nice. from lunchtime on the Saturday through to lunchtime on the Sunday, you can come and run exactly the same course. Um, you get a slightly different medal because it'll say 24-hour ultra. And you 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 won't be eligible for what we're going to call the podiums, which is the 48-hour podiums. Yeah, we're only doing podiums for the 48-hour runners, not for the 24s. But you get to run and you get to participate. And yeah, it's I'm I'm so excited for it. Um, last year was good. This year is going to be even better. We we've got two teams of four at the moment that are going to for forty eight hours. So that means I think teams of four will go forty eight hours, mm. so that everyone will then get carried along in the euphoria and and everything else. So I'm so yeah. excited. Yeah, we did a um a team of four a twenty four hour event um last year, yeah. and I think we, we've spoken about it. And we we've all said we probably could have done could have day. done another day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, it would have gone hard during the night, but we could have done it, you know. Um, so with the, the 24-hour race, is that still the same format, sort of individuals, pairs and, and teams can... Yeah, can, exactly can the same, it? individuals, pairs and teams, however people want to do it. We, you know, it's teams of up to four, pairs or or solo, um, however want to do it. Still the same rules as well. So if someone doesn't make it back within the hour cutoff, the whole team D- DNFs at that point... So, yeah, we are going to be strict on that part. You know what I mean? And that is, you've got to make sure you, you, your team member can run it. <laughs> um, I've got to admit, last year, we didn't have anyone um, up until hour 12 who didn't make it back within the hour. Okay. You know, that person had covered like 50 miles. Um, it was Jane Campbell. She'd not, she'd not done any obstacles. She just always ran every route. So she covered 50 miles in the 12 hours. It was at that point she came back. Um, and she she she'd had enough. She was that's enough now. I've done it, you know, type of thing. I think she got that target in her head and, yeah. and didn't quite make it back. Um, so yeah, it's possible to you know get DNF'd or DQ'd, however you want to put it. But yeah, it's it's hard, you know, for for solo runners. It's going to be there if you're running it in pairs and teams of four. It's highly unlikely you're going to get a DNF. You know, you're going to put someone out strong. You don't have to go out in. If you're in a team of four, you don't have to go one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. You can go one, 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 two, 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 three. You can mix it however you want to go. There's, there is no rules. Um, 
that you've all got to do so many laps. You run it as, as your race. You, you're the team. You guys run it, you know, you'd run it as your race and girls. And what sort of obstacles are they on the, um, you know, the, the obstacle part that people can choose? Are they like yeah. technical rigs or are they the sort of, you know, things no. that anyone who's done an obstacle course race would have seen before? The obstacles are basic. I'm going to say the obstacles are basic and there's a reason why they're basic. Um, but the, anyone can do them. So we have, the easy ones are, there's a, there's a tube crawl, yeah, but you have to actually lift yourself up off, off the floor to get into the tube. So it's a little bit difficult, but it's not too hard. Most people can do it. Should be no issues with it. There's a you had big that cargo overload last year, didn't you? Yeah, we did. Yeah, so you have yeah. to lift lift yourself about two <laughs> foot up to get into the tube. Slide down the tube, nice and easy. Um, there will be the reverse walls. It's, yeah, so the, the tough ones will be the reverse wall. Um, there's a frames. There are cargo nets. There'll be a short carry. Not a long one, but just a short carry. Uh, what else do we have? Oh, we've got overs, the overs, which are quite hard. All right, so we have two beans, multiple combo. It's not an Irish table, but it's um, and some people call them sternum checkers, but we just call them overs because literally you've got to get over the top of them and there's nothing there to get older. You've got to do a little bit of muscle up. You can put your foot on the bar at the side, but you're still going to use a, a bit of upper body strength on it. So that's the hard one, along with the reverse walls and the monkey bars. Those are the only three hard obstacles out of the 10 that we're going to finish with. So th there's nothing there that people can't do. And if you don't, if you can't do them, yeah, everyone's one attempt. If you fail it, it's six burpees, okay? So if you fail the, the monkey bars, the monkey bars are hard at night time, yeah? So in the night time, that's what potentially one that you're going to fail. To fail that, it's six burpees. We're not asking for, for huge amounts. It's six burpees. You count them out. Um, we actually make them count them out. Rather than someone counting them for you, you count them and you count loud. One, two, three, four, five, six. Stops anyone talking, anyone moaning, um, saying, oh, that person already did five. Well, I count, counted them counting six. We're not going to be really ruthless and say they've got to be like yeah. chest to floor. Yeah, burpee's a burpee. You know what I mean? We want it to be fun, but you've got to have a little bit of a competitive element about it, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I think six, six burpees per, you know. And like I said, I think from what you've said, I mean, I've probably done all, every single obstacle you've said yeah. uh, when I've done overload. They're all doable. Everyone, yeah. So you're not going to end up doing 60 burpees because you failed every obstacle. I can't see that happening at all. You're not going to fail a cargo crawl. You know, that's that's. you've got to go over an A-frame, and it is just an A-frame. You've got to go over the top and down. You're just using different muscles. Oh, there'll be a balance beam in it as well. All right, so we have a balance beam in it. Now, the balance beam is quite funny, especially when it gets to, um, like, 12, 13 hours in it because people's minds are just not 100% focused. That bit of sleep deprivation... Um, and it caught one or two people out last year. So I've just got a mental image of Dan on the balance. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was waiting for that. <laughs> <laughs> I struggled during daylight with fresh legs. Say, alone, <laughs> alone you, at you, night. You, you just take the six burpees every time. We yeah. Get, so I yeah. Do that. <laughs> and and we, we play with people's heads as well. So a little bit of last year, we have um, a beer barrel carry. So the carry is a beer barrel um, and it's half full of sand. Um, and we had we, we only had 15 runners last year turn up to this. Uh, it was a test event. We didn't want too many. We wanted enough to just cover our costs, make it viable as a test event. Could we do it? Um, and we, we we tried new things. So out of the six barrels we had, every now and then we'd make one of them empty. And it was so much fun just seeing someone pick a barrel up and they're like, oh, it's empty. This is empty. Well, I can run to the back. And yeah, just to, just to play with people a little bit. Um, it's all about the fun. It really is all about the fun. So, you know, it's we want to test people's ability. How far I'm I'm interested if we can get a solo to go 48 hours. That would be for me be absolutely amazing. And I know we've got one or two people who come in. Um James Burton's come in. So okay. James Burton's come in. And this week Sean Merriweather messaged me. Um from Tough Mud. Everyone knows Sean went to WTM, was was in second place at WTM till he fell off the hay bales. Um, he's probably won everything that's W that's Tough Mudder related. Um, so he's coming along and he's an ultra runner. He's he's competed in several ultras around Wales and Snowdonia and, and that. Right. So, so yeah, some, some decent decent people going then. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Uh, James and Sean signed up for solo. And I I, I know Sean has. I know Sean yeah. has. Um J James has not yet signed up, but he's he's promised me he's coming. James has promised me he's coming. And okay. I know James has got a, a target this year of running so many miles the whole year. Okay. So I would it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me at all if he's gonna do solo. Um I, I can't see James doing that anything other than solo, to be honest. No, I can't. 
I can't, yeah, I, I can't I couldn't I've, picture it. Yeah. Um, but it's not all about these fast runners. This is the, the people think it's the fast runners that are going to win it. It's not because you've got an hour to run it in. If you run it fast, you get more downtime and that downtime can play with you. You know, um, you've got to be prepared to come in and have, if you're going to have to come in and have 20 minutes downtime, what are you going to do in that 20 minutes downtime? And especially at night, your muscles are getting cool. You know, you, you've got to keep them active. Yeah. There's, I've listened to a few podcasts, um, with a guy called Justin Hamilton, who's a really good backyard ultra runner. Yeah. And um, yeah, the tactics he uses is honestly the amount of thinking that goes into it is crazy. I mean, are you allowing um, crews there for people? Yes. Yeah. All crew, crews are all all free. Um, so crews come along, they're all free. Um, they can just come along and, and participate. Um, the, the, the 48 hour cost, like I say, is currently £40. Um, the 24 hour cost, as this goes live, goes on sale. All right, I'm not going to put tickets on sale until you guys go live with this. So this is how how exclusive it is for you guys. <laughs> okay, um, well, okay. It goes out at thirty pound, but I'm going to give for one week only a ten percent discount. So it will be twenty seven quid for your for anyone who listens to your podcast and your podcast only for that first week. Wow. Okay. Well, not yeah. even put it on my podcast. It's just yours. Say <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, we don't often get these exclusives, do we? No, we don't. This is a this is a rarity. This one. <laughs> yeah, so so this will be going live as long as Dan actually does it on the on the second. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously up to you, Alan. You know when you do it, whether you do it Fridays, Friday or Thursdays, Thursdays, entirely up to you. But we'll publish this on um, on Thursday, the second of February. If they go for seven seven days, you'll get it. It might be live for ten days, but definitely for the first seven, without a doubt. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm gutted. Oh, I can't go this. I really am truly gutted. I can't go this year. Um, is it? Okay, is it looking likely that it will be coming back next year? With if the numbers keep going as we're open, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, sign up, do me a favour because I want to have a crack at this next year. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I'll give you another. I'll tell you, I was thinking at this moment in time as well. We're actually because it's highly unlikely at this moment in time that overload the OCR is going to happen this year, purely because we're we're really struggling to get the land at the right time before the rains set in. Um, and you've been to overload, it's it's grass, everything's grass. And when you're moving obstacles that weigh half a ton around on the back of a trailer, you, you just can't lift them up the hills and things like that. So um, we're trying to get it before the middle of September. Um, but at this moment in time, it's it's down to our landowner and, and that. So, yeah, if we can get it for the, I think it's about the 16th of September, we're looking at somewhere around about there. Um for a week i booked time off work so as my partner um but it's whether we can get the land or not but if whether it goes ahead or not next year we are moving everything to one weekend so the whole plan next year is to have the ultra starting on friday night going right through till sunday lunchtime and then sunday lunchtime having a two lap overload race so starting 12 o'clock so we'd have a, a whole weekend of people coming along enjoying it you know um like, like a running weekend is what I've always wanted to do. So for us, it'll it'll make it very much more viable um, as a business. Um, last year was the first time we ever made money from overload, which was quite good. <laughs> um, I've got no shame in saying that. You know, yeah. we've, we've ploughed money back into it. Um, you know, and and we've lost money, but we've always put it on, and we've always and we always will. Um, but yeah, we, we we made just short 180 pound last year, so which was was a massive <laughs> a massive amount. Yeah, that's, um, paid, that's paid for a pair of innovates for you each other now, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, but this year we we're looking forward to it. Um, things are a bit different. Like I say, we we we're doing the. I'm going more into ultra running, and I think that's where Overload's going a little bit more into ultra running. We've always tried to mix it up by saying to people, you've got two hours to do as many laps as you can. That's never going to change. So even on the Sunday, we'll be saying, right, it starts at 12 o'clock, you've got two hours. How many laps do you want to do in two hours? It's The choice is yours. Um, but the competitive side is going to go more down to the, the farmyard jam style of things, mm. if that makes sense. It does, and I, I think I'll be having a conversation with the wife now that you've said that about Overload, because <laughs> I'd sort of it might, it might that weekend in August when it normally is. Um, but if it's not going ahead, I might be um, bringing, bringing some flowers home with me from work tomorrow. <laughs> and do, do a bit of groveling. It's, it's definitely not going ahead in August. I can 100% show you of that going ahead in August. Um, we we cut it too close this year to have the. I, I, 
you I'm, to give you a bit of behind the scenes stuff here, but um, the, the actual the hay and the barley and everything else usually gets cut the week before we get to go on on site. And last year they actually cut it on the Thursday while we were on site before the race on the Saturday. That's how close it how close we cut it last year. So our landowners asked us to, to put it back. Um, we're agreeing, but it's just it's a matter of when now, and um, and it is really is the weather because the weather is is forcing farmers to to push their crops back a little bit to give them extra time to grow because it's they're just not growing to the to the standards of what they've always used to, and the difference between as 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 Nick said to me, the difference in a week on one field alone, the difference between letting it grow for one extra week is about three thousand pound. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's a lot of money. Yeah. And the thing is, though, you've got to be from from your point of view, you've got to be really careful about when you place it. Yeah. Obviously, there's no there's no good you placing it the same day as nuclear or tough mudder or or Spartan because obviously there's a lot of people who will have season passes will will go will be going to those, aren't they? So that August yeah. day was always quite nice. As, you know, never really anything around in August, is there? So it's always yeah, it's a nice a nice clear sort of month normally. It, it was always good for us. We've always we felt we've missed out on a people who sort of went away on holiday, you know, with kids and things like that. We felt we missed out a little bit on that. Um, but we took that hit based on the fact there was no other races around that weekend. Yeah. And and that's the week. I'm a racer. You know, I'm a, I, I go to as many OCR or running events as I can. And there's nothing worse than seeing a race going off at the same time as another one, whatever it be. You know, it's like, wh- where do I go? You've got you've got to flip a coin, aren't you, at some point? And, um, yeah. And although we get we get good turnouts, you know, don't get me wrong, we've always had a good turnout. It's been ve- we're very much community based. We are a community OCR. I'll, right from the very first go, we always aim at the community. We do get and we've had some famous people rock up to it, but you know, it's we are a community based um, OCR. No, I mean I've made no secret on you know on here that Overload is one of my favourite races you know in the calendar. So you know I've done it twice now, and it's always been one I've like right, I'm doing that next next year and. Um, you know, hopefully it does go ahead in September because I was hope, I was going to just mention to you say like I just want to book my lad on for a, what do one lap with me come come on because I yeah. always try and do three laps. That's what my sort of personal target is. I don't do the elite way. I don't need to be. I'm too competitive as it is. I don't need to be competitive at another race. Um, but yeah, it'll be six at the time. So I was going to say that can you just jump on and do a lap with me and I'll you know buy him a ticket for that. Yeah. Um, so so we can get into it. But um, yeah, hopefully it does go ahead. But if not. I think I'll be having a conversation with the wife in the next couple of days. Right, I'll keep you informed. Though, like I say, it's it's up in the yeah. air for us. We're, we're, we, you know, I, I can't say no more than it really is up in the air. And if it yeah. doesn't go again, go ahead. We will be gutted, but it, it'll be out of our hands in some ways. Mm-hmm. I think we, we all want it to go ahead. It's just finding the date that is suitable for everyone. It's like, you know, you put a jigsaw together, don't you? You know, it's like a minute we've got one piece missing and it's... It's that date. Everything else is there. We just it's that date. But the thing is, though, from a it's positive that the farmyard jam is looking like it's it's you know going you know the sales are on are where you mm. want them to be at the moment. Um, obviously, giving people another option as well. So hopefully that will encourage more people to to sign up. Um, and then from what you said about having them both in the same weekend, um, I think that's a great idea. Uh, I think you should even try and make it so there's a rave so you can get Ian to go to a rave after the last podcast because we need to <laughs> try and sort that out. Yeah. I, I know a DJ who will happily come along and do it. So if you want, if you know, if you got someone to sort the music out, I know, I know, I know a guy. <laughs> you know that that is something that we've we at the very first overload we we hired a massive generator. I don't get how many cost us about five hundred pound for this generator, and we had music blasting and and everything else. Um, you know, and and ever since then we've we've we've, we've got generators. Uh, but well, we've had generators, um, and twice we've had them stolen, um, oh. and we've had to purchase new ones. So this year, just gone. I don't know if you noticed, but we had music back again this year because yeah. we had a, a big generator again. So we had the music back playing and and blasting out and that. Um, and it's currently sat in my cellar. This generator is currently sat in my cellar because I can't leave it on site anymore. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I do think there is a there, there is a. A, a gap in our OCR calendar for like a proper party. Obviously, it used to be dirty weekend, didn't it? Or yeah. even mud, mud seven, kind of to a degree where you know you, you might see loads of people. But yeah, I think there's there's definitely something to that because I mean, obviously, we weren't overly impressed with dirty weekend, but 
you could tell when Chris Moyles came on, pretty much everyone was there, was there for a party. And I think that's what yeah. a lot of obstacle course races are like. It's, I mean, Airfield Anarchy used to do it. Right from the very start, Airfield Anarchy did it. From the very first one they did, it was in a big tent. And then after that, then they went moved to the showground and they did them in the showground. Um, but you're right. But I guess it's how many people do you need? You know, I mean, to, to get a big party like that, the place to go would be a nuclear or a Tough Mudder. There's nowhere else at this moment in time that's going to get the the big numbers that are going to attend a party. Would you really need that? Yeah. I don't think it needs to be as big as Dirty Weekend. I think you could have a good time with 50 people. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. You know, as long as, you know, as nine times out of ten when you go to races, you don't really meet any dickheads, so you're all right with that. So yeah. everyone's sort of, everyone's raced there, so everyone's sort of on the same wavelength, have a party in the evening. Don't have it going on till stupid o'clock in the morning because people will probably be camping. But, yeah, I think I think it's definitely something there for it. You know, you can have it. It's just for the races, you know, so you're not going to get random people turning up. It's purely just people who have purchased tickets for that race that, yeah. that can attend to it. That's what... That's yeah. what I said. I mean, overload though, we always, we always have a good night. The night, you know, the night um, of the race, you know, uh, you know, some people but, stop behind. Everyone's got the the tents and everything else, and um, we get quite a lot of people stop over. I think last year we had about 40, 50 people stop over, and we were sat around the campfire late at night and um, talking rubbish as you do. <laughs> there's your party there, Alan. Straight away, there. <laughs> there you go. You know. You've already, you've already got the, the the core people, the diehards there. So you know, get some music on, some lights. I think if we, when we do if we do go next year, and, we, and like I said, we're about eighty percent certain that we fetch it all through to May. I think it'll be a good show in May because mm-hmm. May's usually it's just warm. You've got the you know the sun's right at night time, into you know we, we we're still quite light um, up until about nine o'clock. So I I think it'd be good for next May to to maybe do something that and at the, uh, with it being a a 48-hour running event as well. We can do it, you know, on the Saturday night. People can come on the Saturday night um, party yeah. while they're watching runners run round and then Suffer. they all get to run on Sunday. Saturday with a big way, go on, lads, get running. Yeah. Unlucky. <laughs> come and stop and have a beer. With... That's Oh, we're tempted to get him to stop, wasn't it, that? <laughs> oh, I just know for a fact if I, I can picture what some of my mates would do to me if I was doing, I was running and they were there drinking, they'd be absolute bastards. <laughs> like, I know for a fact they would be. And to be fair, I'd probably do something like that. Dan probably would join yeah, me. Yeah, you'd have with that. pizza delivered and everything, wouldn't you? Just teasing yeah. people as they're running past. Yeah. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah. Was it, I was at ETM, the very first ETM I went to. So, um, People know that I've, I've never been a. T- I like Tough Mudder, but I always felt it was very expensive. Um, I think now it's not expensive. I think they've, they've brought the prices down quite quite a lot, especially if you get on early. So two years ago, Ian convinced me to go to ETM, and um, halfway through the night, someone had ordered pizzas there, and these pizzas came in about twenty boxes of pizzas got delivered. And I was like, "Oh my god!" I w- <laughs> if I was running, I would now be stopping at this moment in time. So thank God when I was running this year that no one brought pizzas. Or if they did, I didn't see them. <laughs> well, I know when Jay did, um, he did, did the Serpent Trail 100K last year, and at a certain checkpoint, he got his wife to meet him with a pizza. Oh. Uh, and he was he, he says that saved him, like, just the, the sort of boost of calories. So there's, there's something to it. Yeah. It was like Josh Nail, though, is it? Josh Nail is a, a jam sandwich runner. He, he, he ran ultras, he fells on jam sandwiches. They didn't know anything else, did they? They didn't know any of these no. gels that we have nowadays. No, crazy, amazing, amazing athletes. So, what's the um, what's the course looking like for uh, Farmyard Jam? Yeah, so we, we we've got a little bit. It's very much similar to the way Overload runs normally, um, except we don't go down into the bogs. There's no there's no there's no bog running at all. It is really we are talking um, grass trails. Little bit, got to be a little bit careful underfoot in some areas. Um, it's un- undulating. There's going to be about 100 meters of elevation throughout the whole course. So over over the three, first three miles, there'll be 100 meters of elevation. Um, when you come back to the start, so if you've if you're going out for the next the next lap, and rather than doing the obstacle course, you're actually going to run the first mile of the course again before it, to come back to the start. So that's where um, that's where the penalty loop, if you want to call it a penalty loop, or the extra mile comes in. And we think that bit will play with people's minds again, because if you're doing laps, I don't know about you guys, but laps play play with my mind. You know, I'm like, I, I know where, what's coming. I know when I can walk and that. 
But if you've got to do a penalty lap every time of part of a course that you've already ran, that's going to play with your mind even more, isn't it? Because like in 24 hours, you'll have actually run that that part 48 times. Mm. And that's going to be, that's going to really go up there in your head, isn't it? You're like, am, am I running this to for three miles or, am, or is this my penalty lap? And then sleep deprivation sets in. It's, um, and I, I we just, I, would you, I, I love playing with people's minds. I love that, that is part of, parcel of it with me. It's like the biggest obstacle for a lot of people is what's in the red. Yeah, that's um, where like, a little bit like that, where you just say to them, right, just remember this word for when you come back running under the loop. Yeah. And if you forget it, you got burpees waiting for you. <laughs> just to really mess with them even more. Are you only telling them that? Because I'm, I'm tempted to sign up now. Yeah, because I want to see you do, do burpees. <laughs> You're not going to do none at Spartan, so you might as well do them somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, I, I did that. Um, I want to say it was Windsor, Spartan Windsor. I did the beast there. And they gave you... They literally gave you three words, I think it was, right at the, right early on, after about a mile. And then they didn't ask you for it until you got to about mile 18. And I'd, for, I'd forgot all about it, you know what I mean? I'd literally... It was in my head for about 10 miles. You know when you're thinking, oh, they're just playing with my head, they don't really want these three words. And then we got to mile 18, and you went, what's your three words? <laughs> I'll burp you out. <laughs> oh, yeah. But no, I'm in the um, ultra at Skippingford last year. That the memory test, but um, I, but you knew when you were going to get them and when you had to give it to them because you could see it on the map. Right. So it wasn't. It was all in like the ultra loop part. And what was the different difference between them? What was the difference? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I did the beast. I didn't do the ultra in Pippenford. Uh, that's right. Um, but yeah, I think it was just. I'm sure. What did Jay say? Was it was it three? three I think it was three. Yeah. Wasn't it three words or two words and a number or something? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And yeah. I think he just said as soon as he saw what his was, he was just ran and was repeating it constantly over until he, because he knew like in two kilometres, three kilometres, he was going to have to say what it was. Well, yeah, I was I, I was repeating all the way around at Windsor, but when I got to ask it, I, I couldn't remember what it was at all. So, yeah, I think if you don't know when you're going to have to ask it, ask for it, you know, probably like, you're not going to remember it, are you? No. Not, not for the whole beast course. It's not going to happen. <laughs> no. But I, I always remember playing with my head with a, one of the very first, in fact, I think it might have been the very first race I ever did. I did Endura in Sheffield. And you, you literally, were, it was about an eight kilometre course, not very not very long. Um, and I'd been running about a year at this point. So I was, I was fairly quick. I weren't slow, but, and I was I was in about fourth or fifth place. And I remember coming, you went down a hill, you turned right. And as you turn right, literally there were some trees in front of you, like a tree line, but there's a big gap in tree lines. And the other side of this tree line, you could see the finish line. And I thought that was it. And I've got two or three blokes, like I'm, I'm running closer and I'm thinking, and they're blowing a little bit. And I'm thinking, I've got a bit of gas left in me here. You know, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna take these, I'm gonna get on podium. And I set off running, and as he hit this tree line, and I, I thought, you know, we're gonna go straight ahead because there was a big gap in these trees. Oh no, the course turned right and went back up the hill for another mile. <laughs> and I always remember that right to this day that, you know, um they played with my mind so much on that and and that was it. I'd gone at that point and I'd gone like, Well, where am I going now? I thought we'd finished. Um so yeah, I do like I do like playing with my people's minds a little bit. Is that does that come into your um, just going back to overload when you sort of design because obviously it's a different course every every year. Yeah, does that play into your mind how you sort of you know design the course or where you place obstacles, sort of trying to yeah. mess with people a little bit? Yeah, very much so. So you, we we go into the bog and um, not this year but the year before we actually took them literally the, the bog's about oh. a quarter of a mile long. Um, and normally we do switchbacks across it. You know, we, we've done switchbacks across it several times and people are getting used to it. And we just thought, no, let's put them in the middle and let's just send them from one end to the other and back down. And, you know, there were no running. No one no. ran in that hog. <laughs> no, and it, it got progressively worse as the day went on that day. Yeah. But, but what I was thankful for was um, the stream you went into after that. Yes. Because I just got quite a lot of the crap off here quite quickly afterwards. And and that's one of the things that we do, that we know the bog is not clean. You know, whatever anyone says, the bog is not clean. Yeah. Um, you're going to go in there and, and out of the 52 weeks in a year, for 50 weeks, there has been cows walking through that bog and there has been sheep walking through that bog. And as we all know, cows and sheep piss and shit, um, you know. And yeah, there might be a little bit in there. I'm not going to say there isn't. So we try and put you into cleaner water 
to get get as much of as it off as you can. And that's the other reason why we always offer showers at um at overload. There's always showers at overload so you can you can get all of that off you um when you've finished. Um because we, we all know we've all been to races where you know if you don't have a can of coke afterwards, you know, you, you end up having a, a dodgy belly for the next two or three <laughs> days, you know, and and that. And um, we've all we've all been there. So we, we I try and push away from all that as much as I possibly can so that it's it's a safe race if you like. But Farmyard Jam, we're not going in there, but yeah, overload. I, I love playing around with the obstacles. Where am I going to send people? What are we going to do? The hill this year with a cone carry, you know, that we had, yeah. which was yeah. quite early on. You know, people that that was new this year. That you know, no one had expected that. We never had a, a cone carry on such a steep hill. Mm. Um we're always looking for new places as well to put obstacles. We found some other places. We negotiating with the farmer on what we can and can't use. Because um, bear in mind the the two weeks that prior, well, four weeks prior, he has to have all the sheep and cows off the main event village, mm. um, and then two weeks prior, he has to put the literally put them in a separate field where we can't run and we can't have access to um, purely for health and safety reasons and that. So it's it is always a little bit. For him, it's a bit of a, a nightmare for the farmer. Um, he's got to put get everything where he is, so he has to make sure them fields he puts them in, they've been left fallow for such a long time, so that when he puts them in there, they've got enough to eat and 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 feed on. So, yeah, so it is challenging, um, but it's more challenging when they escape from that field <laughs> in the middle of the night, because <laughs> we're always on site. Um, it's, you, you wake up in the morning and there's a herd of cows like rubbling through the um, the medals and, and that, <laughs> or trying to do the obstacles, that's always a bit of fun as well. So yeah, it's good. It, it, it's good. It keeps on his toes. And but yeah, so the obstacles we're doing, you know, I guess we've been a bit innovative as well, haven't we? In the past, so we had we had the first ever. Um, we called them teeter totter monkey bars when there were ladders that, as you went up, they dropped, and then you went to the next ones and they dropped. Which I know Tough Mudder have now got in in their races. Um, well, so we had the reels in the water which we've had for about three or four years now yeah. where you have to go over the reels in the water um we've got the we've got the low rig for overload as well that's all different you know where there's the the uh climbing ladders the caving yeah. ladders that's all new no no one else has used that yet so we're always looking for different ways of moving <laughs> and, and the monkey bars the double inverted monkey bars are, you know we, i think we're the only race in the country that's got double inverted monkey bars mm -hmm. Yeah, I liked the. Uh, I think you called it snakes and ladders one you did a couple of years ago. That, yeah. I was just like, so such a simple thing to do, but I was like, that's actually just it's. It seems simple to get across when you're on it. It's really like right. I've got to like hook my feet onto these ladders. I'm still trying to do monkey bars on the other ladders. It was really yeah. It was quite a you know you had to think about it when you were on it. So yeah. I, I enjoyed that one. Yeah, I, I I mean that's that's getting um, expanded for the for next overload as well. We are. We've got a whole new obstacle section that's going there. So that's going to be a little bit different. And there's going to be some other obstacles put up there as well um, next to the truck. So, yeah, it's we have plans. We've got lots of plans. Me and Jamie's constantly thinking of new ideas and what can we do with some of the things we've already got. Um, you know, we, we've got we've got 15 tractor tyres down there that we, we've hardly made any use of. And when I say tractor tyres, I mean, these things are three foot wide and six foot tall. You know, and we've we've never really made full use of them. Um, and I was saying to Jane, we really need to do something with these to make to make full use of them. What can we do with them? And and that. Um, I mean, one of the things we've we've talked about is uh, you, you've done nuts, haven't you? You've done the nuts challenge. Have you never been to nuts challenge? Yeah. Uh, nuts challenge where the nutcracker is. If um, you have to go what they call a chimney of tires, so you go in and you climb up the inside of them. And we've talked we've talked about should we do this with these tires? Um, I'm not sure how we'll get you in, into them, but um, should we do something like that and see where we go? But yeah, we're, we're always mm. looking for something different. Yeah, that'd be quite. Unless, yeah, how would you get into them? That would be the. Yeah. So we'd, we'd, we would probably have to dig some type of tunnel or the bottom tire we could cut out. You know, we could cut a chunk out of the bottom tire. I'm sure we could. We could do oh, something. I know we could, but. Um, I did think about cutting it and I was thinking I wouldn't fancy the job of cutting. <laughs> <laughs> then you through that, yeah. <laughs> We've got chainsaws. We've proper men's tools on site right. all week. Oh, okay. It's great working on site with all these men's tools. And um, Jamie by trade, so my, my my business partner, Jamie by trade, he he works on the tools, or he did. So he he did a lot of heavy duty 
things. So he, he brings all his DeWalt tools down, you know, cordless um, chainsaws and, and things like that. And it's like, can I play? And he's going, no, you can't. This is not for you. No, please let me have a go. It sounds like you when you go and tell me with my regular and then we go anywhere near your tools, don't No, no. <laughs> Did get a little bit precious at times. Yeah. Yeah. Jamie does. And, he, and he's got the best ever. Um, he's got a box. It's massive. It must be two foot by two foot um, and about six inch deep, full of every screw that you want. <laughs> And it's like, it's a man's dream, isn't it? You know what I mean? I'm sure he's like, he's, there must be thousands of pounds worth of screws in there. And I'll, I'll go, I think we need a, we need a, one of these types of screws. He's like, how big? What size? Is it a number six, a number eight, or a number 10? And he's like, I don't know. Just give me a screw. <laughs> Just, would it hold this? Oh, yeah. yeah, fine, I'll do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, it's pretty cool. Well, and I'm just conscious of, of, of obviously the time. I know Dan's had a, a very hectic day, and I've been up since four thirty as well, courtesy of my uh, my youngest. So thank you for that, Isaac. Um, but did you want to finish off just going through what just again what the deal is for for people for um, yeah, because again, yeah, yeah. So it's a ten percent ten percent code. So if you're under the forty eight hour one, it'll get you in for thirty six quid. It's currently forty pound. It'll get you in for £36. The 24-hour one, which is on Saturday the 20th, it will be £30 for one month. But you guys, for the first seven days, um, I'm going to give you a code. The code's going to be Wild Runners. All right? So it's nice and easy to remember. Wild Runners, it can be all uppercase, lowercase, however you want to do it, all one word. Um, you put that into our registration, which I'll send over to you guys and you can share um, with everyone. Um, and that'll get you 10% off. So it'll be, 30, it'll be £27 for the first um, seven to 10 days. Um, and it goes to £30 up until the end of February, right up until the end of February. 1st of March, it goes up by £10. And, and there's camping and everything available there, isn't it? Yep, all camping's free on site. Um, the 24-hour runners do have to pay a parking fee, all right? So if you, um, the 24-hour runners do have to pay, pay a £5 parking fee, the 48-hour runners, that's included in. Um, that goes to the farmer, not to me. So he's on site all day Saturday. He's told me he's charging Saturday. Can't say all spectators are free though. Um, you'll get to park right next to the start and finish line. Okay. So um, you, if you're coming on the Saturday to run the 24 hour, there is a little bit of place where you might have to wait till the runners have gone before we let you into the main village because they do have to cross through as well. Um, but bear that in mind if you're coming for the 24 hour one. But yeah, and everyone gets some gets one of these unique medals. That's absolutely amazing with. Um, Farmyard Jam, it's got pictures of cows on and tractors and runners and um, and it's all eco-friendly. Cool, so, mm. sounds good. Well, yeah, I mean, like I said to you, I'm going to be having a conversation this week um, see if I can sneak away for 24 hours now. Um, Dan, what are your thoughts? Um, I'm actually doing a 26-mile hike that weekend around, oh, okay. the, um, around the Norfolk coast for, um, for cancer charities. So, uh, yeah, I that's can... me tied up for that weekend. I... I can certainly think of someone else who has missed out on a uh, backyard ultra. Who, if he's if his hips all all done, yeah, yeah all well, done. exactly. You're thinking about yeah. Uh, is that, is that a, as a pair, or are you going to go solo? What are you thinking? <coughs> um, I'll probably just if I was going to do it, I'd just go solo and probably just have a, a mileage target in mind. Yeah. So yeah, I think if next year I'd like to try and put a team in. Yeah, um, probably the same team we did Sandringham. That's what I'd go for because I think we yeah easy to do the 48 hours then how are you one question i've got so if you've got two teams of four yeah still standing at the end of the 48 hours who wins and um, the team that finished first on the very first lap the very last lap oh <laughs> 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 i love that <laughs> yeah that's how simple it is so and that's the same for solos and pairs it's your fastest your, your last lap it's whoever finishes first across that finish line that's but exactly at the end of the day they're, they're all winners yeah. The, the thing yeah, is that yeah. all the medals, yeah, they all have DNF on, yeah, except yeah. the winners' medals, and they say finishers. So I've just got this mental um, image of people after I mean forty-seven hours of racing, <laughs> having to go flat out to try and win something. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, worth it. that's worth coming along just to watch, just in case yeah. that happens. That sounds uh, that sounds great. That does. I, I mean, I would love to go on for as long as we can, but you know, you've got to put a we've got to put a time limit on it you know what i mean it's yeah you, you, it's great and I, I don't i i don't envy these 
these backyard jams that do put them on and they get people running for like, was it 82 hours the record is so far now, I think. Yeah. 82 hours, that is like phenomenal. Um, you know, that's amazing running. Um, every hour doing 4.2 miles, that's that's out of this world. I think it's just mental. It just shows what, you know, grit people have, have got. And like you said, it's not the fast people that, you know, the the 16-minute 5K people. Mm. You, you're taking that out of the equation. It does yeah. not matter. So, yeah. And, and because um, we put in 48 hours and we've got the teams going, even if there's a pairs going, the solos, the, the singles can still run. So it's not a last man standing either. You know what I mean? It's literally, while there's someone on track, people can still keep on going. You know what I mean? It's only when we get to a point where there's there's no there's one person on track. You know yeah. what I mean? Or or one team that they that, that's sort of when we end it. But the twenty four hour that will that will stop that because we're gonna have people in the twenty four hours running now, aren't we? So mm-hmm. anyone who gets that twenty four hour mark is gonna get a boost because the yeah. twenty four hour you know that first twenty four hours. The next one, everyone else is gonna come in and go running with them. Um, yeah. You know, there is gonna be a little bit of differentiation between them, so we know who's the forty eight yeah. and who's the twenty four. Um, but yeah. It's, I think it's going to be good. Um, mm. People who are potentially running the 48 can have the friends come along for the last 24 hours to give them that, that boost yeah. to run. It's, um, I'll, I'll have to send you a link to it. There was, uh, I've listened to a podcast about uh, a, a race in the States called, um, I want to say called the Mid-State Mile, and it's just a mile loop. Um, but they do different times, uh, lengths of time that people are running it. So you can just have 12 hours, uh, 24 hours, you know, it, it goes on and on and on. And you have people coming in and starting at different times. And that's how they sort of described it, just give them a boost. And people are doing their own races, but still intermingling with other people. Yeah. So, yeah, it sounds good. Yeah. That's what, that's what we're wanting. Happy funds here. Happy times. OCR's back to happy times. Yeah, that's it. That's it. But no, Alan, thank you very much for coming on. Really appreciate it. Um, Thanks for having me. And um, yeah, people get get signing up because uh, like it sounds sounds like a really good weekend. I'm really I'm really keen to give it a crack now. And like I said, I'm going to be doing some groveling the next couple of days. See if I can groveling and blagging and buying flowers. See if I can see if I can skulk off for 24 hours. 27 quid for a 24 hour race. It's an absolute oh, bargain. It's a, yeah, it's it's a steal. I mean, overloads of steel, you know, for wherever yeah. you, are, you know, it's always one of those races where it's just like, yeah, just take my money, you know, it's worth it. You know, I'd pay the full price wherever it was, you know, so, yeah. yeah. No, perfect. Well, Alan, once again, thank, thank you very much for coming on. Really appreciate it. And, um, yeah, thank you everyone for, for listening. Yeah. Cheers, Alan. Thank you. Bye.